Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 832, and we're looking at Matthew chapter 24, verses 1 through 3. Let's read our passage. As Jesus left and was going out of the temple, his disciples came up and called his attention to its buildings. He replied to them, Do you see all these things? Truly I tell you, not one stone will be left here on another that will not be thrown down. While he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples approached him privately and said, Tell us, when will these things happen, and what is the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is writing this Gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus, to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah. He's in Jerusalem. This is the last week of Jesus' life. He came into Jerusalem with the triumphal entry. He had the temple cleansing. He's been having these encounters with the religious leaders. And now he's leaving the temple. Chapter 24, verse 1. As Jesus left and was going out of the temple, his disciples came up and called his attention to its buildings. You don't notice it right away, but there's two verbs here for leaving. As Jesus left and was going out of the temple. This is unusual in that you don't need two verbs to say he left. It's like he left and he really left. And so it is making the emphasis that he is leaving. He is out of here. The house is now abandoned. He's just said in the last section that you're not going to see me again until you're ready to say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so now Matthew says he left. He really left. And this is looking at the judgment on the temple. And this is his disciples came up and called his attention to its buildings. It was very impressive. All the historians who write about Herod's temple speak of just what an incredible thing it was. What an incredible piece of architecture. It was very impressive. Verse 2, he replied to them, Do you see all these things? Truly I tell you, not one stone will be left here on another that will not be thrown down. So here we have this prediction of the destruction of the temple. And it's not like he's the first to ever do this. Back in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 26, 6, Jeremiah says, I will make this temple like Shiloh. I will make this city an example for cursing all the nations of the earth. So this was Jeremiah speaking these things at the temple under the Lord's direction. And he says, make this temple like Shiloh, who's referring to the northern kingdom of Israel, which had been destroyed by Assyria. So when you say, I'm going to make this temple like the northern temple, which has been destroyed, you're saying this temple is going to be destroyed. People were so upset, they grabbed Jeremiah. They wanted to kill him. And there was a big argument over whether they should kill him or not. Micah 3.12, the prophet said, Therefore, because of you, Zion will be plowed like a field. Jerusalem will become ruins, and the temple mountain will become a high thicket. So both these prophets predicted the destruction of Solomon's temple. Now remember, Solomon was the one who built the temple. David had established the capital in Jerusalem. David wanted to build a temple, but God said, No, your son Solomon will do it. And Solomon built this incredible temple. And here we have these predictions that it will be destroyed. And it was. It happened in 587 B.C. 
Babylon conquered Judea and destroyed the temple, destroyed Solomon's temple. Now Jesus is predicting the destruction of what we call Herod's temple. The temple had been rebuilt after the return of the Jews from exile under Ezra and Nehemiah, but Herod had really renovated the temple and expanded it, so it's called Herod's temple. And it will be destroyed by Rome in 70 AD. So it'll be about 40 years after these events. And this will be part of the trial of Jesus, people accusing him of threatening to destroy the temple. Well, now they leave the temple area. They cross through the Kidron Valley to the Mount of Olives. Now, remember, they've been staying in Bethany, which is over on the edge of the Mount of Olives. They're heading back to that area, and they stop on the side of the Mount of Olives, where you have this good picturesque overlook of the temple area. Verse 3, While he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples approached him privately and said, Tell us, when will these things happen, and what is the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Now, how much do they get? Probably not much. And that's where we are now entering what's called the Discourse on the Future, or the Olivet Discourse, called the Olivet Discourse because it occurs on the Mount of Olives. And this will be essentially all of chapter 24 and 25 of Matthew. And he's talking about the future, and it's all basically answering this question that the disciples ask. Now they say, when will these things happen? What was the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Now it's kind of a complex question. I think they mean it as a simple thing. What does all this happen and what's it going to look like? Is what they're really asking. But there's a question of when, and there's a question of what's the sign, and there's a question of your coming, and the question of the end of the age. So you could almost break it up into four separate questions. They probably see both your coming and the end of the age as a single event. But Jesus' answer that's going to spread out through these two chapters is going to really treat them as separate things. Now the end of the age that's a thing. It means something. It's used six times in the New Testament. Five of those are in Matthew. So the end of the age is pretty much a Matthew saying. And it usually refers basically to judgment. God's judgment on everything at the end. The other is your coming. The Greek word is parousia. And often that is used by theologians to discuss the second coming, the parousia of Christ. That's used 24 times in the New Testament, four in Matthew. It can mean presence, arrival, coming. And usually the way Matthew uses it, he's talking about Jesus' coming back, his second coming, his return. And this Olivet Discourse is answering these questions. His coming his second coming, and the end of the age. And when's all this going to happen? And what's it going to look like? What are the signs of these things happening? Some of it's going to be direct teaching to his disciples. Some of it's going to be in the form of parables. But 
over the next two chapters will lay out the answer to these questions. When do these things happen? What do they look like? Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.